It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. our Locked On Washington football team with your host of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell. Today's episode brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome, Washington football team fans, to today's episode. New listeners, returning listeners, please, if you haven't already, click the subscribe or follow button. Leave a rating, leave a review from time to time. We read those five-star reviews on the air here. We have some in the shoot that we need to get to. We'll see if we have some time today to get to those. If we don't, we will promise you we will get to them eventually. I swear to you, we will get to them. When you when Chris and I are not here, the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, you can find Chris over at the Team 983 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. If you're not from the area, you don't have to worry about that because you can also find that on the Odyssey app, and you can find Chris covering your Washington football team in writing on SI.com. Find me covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Lockdown Bucks podcast and in writing over at BucksNation.com, part of SB Nation. You can also find Chris at WrestleMania621 on Twitter. Find me at DHarrison82 in the show at LockedWFTPod. Chris, as we're recording this game, Washington football team head coach Ron Rivera is hard at work watching the Washington Wizards play the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one thing we should probably uh, say, and, and we're recording this, uh, David, on, on Wednesday night, is we, we can probably safely say that Ron Rivera is not making a major trade right now, right? Uh, or signing a major free agent. Now, he's uh, he's at a suite at Capital One Arena, uh, again, as we uh, record this, watching the, the Washington Wizards and the Golden State Warriors, it's the first time that uh, fans are allowed back at Capital One Arena in downtown D.C. Uh, and, and Ron actually, you know, one of the interesting things about Ron, and we'll get to the Warriors part of it in a sec, uh, because that, of course, is a candidate for uh, the name. Now, one of the interesting things about Ron, he is, you know, he works hard. Uh, no, nobody would deny that, you know, but he does have a family life, you know, and, and I actually think it's, Pretty refreshing, David. I, I'll just th- throw this in. You know, when I covered Mike Shanahan, um, you know, for his four years, you know, he used to get to the facility at before 5 a.m. And, and and on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesday nights, I'd often walk out with him or run into him in the parking lot or, or whatever. And it would often be, you know, 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. Uh, and and that's a really hard life to live. You know, one, one thing I like about Ron is that, you know, him and his wife will go to downtown and, and his daughter, Courtney, who works for the team as well. You know, they'll go to downtown D.C. 
and they'll go to the Cherry Blossom Festival or they'll go to a Wizards game. And I know they've been to a Caps game uh, before. I don't know if they've been to a Nationals game because of all the, you know, restrictions and whatever, but they get out. They, you know, sometimes you need that mental break to make yourself sharper, you know? So uh, that's one thing I like. And the thing I was going to ask you about is, I can't remember if we talked about this, with the Warriors being in Washington, D.C., the NBA Warriors, you know, certainly there's been some consideration for that to be the name. And and it was originally reported that Dan Snyder's choice was Warriors or his, his you know, and he tried to copyright it and, uh, and he did and they let it expire and whatever. Um, would you be would you be open to Warriors if that's the way they wanted to go in terms of picking out the new name whenever that process actually happens? Yeah, I, I mean, I would be in support of it, and I know uh, that you know there there are definitely there's definitely a population of people that want to kind of stay away from anything Native American related, and I can also understand that sentiment as well. But when I think of Warriors, I don't think of anything disparaging. I don't think of anything that you know uh, that I you know from my foxhole would take or would think to be a slight towards you know Native American history and the Native American community as a whole. You know, today or in the past, uh, and then especially in the future, I think it's a strong name. It's it's you know synonymous with with strength and resilience and and all that so i think it carries with it uh, a good connotation and and, a, and positive feelings i think the logo is obviously going to have something to do with it and it, I, I would imagine if it's if it's a team name like the warriors you're probably gonna have a w in there and then some sort of native american art that you know um if, if the organization honestly if they do it the you know intelligent way they're going to have a native american artist create the logo probably for them and, and kind of ties all those things together for one uh, it makes sure there's authenticity in there and community buy-in but for two it also let's just be honest in the business world it covers them a little bit from negativity if they can say that well this was designed from somebody within the community so you know i don't know we can have that conversation um as long as it's not done in a way I mean, it's where you kind of see like the Cleveland Indians. And I don't know, I don't follow baseball as much as I cover some other sports. So I don't know, are they keeping the team name? I know they're changing or they have changed the mascot from the the big right. smiling. Well, they were supposed to change the team name, yeah. I believe. I believe that is still happening after this year yeah. is what my understanding is. Uh, but that may have changed and I may have missed something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they've gone, you know, to to. Ch- uh, change the logo yeah. and the and the whole tribe thing and and that would be my only problem with warriors even though golden state has changed their logo uh around you know uh, this goes back to marquette university uh and offending i guess um some or receiving a lot of criticism uh, in the milwaukee area long ago after they changed the logo they kept the name warriors then they were pressured to change warriors if you're the washington football team and you've gone to all of this expense and all of this uh struggle to find a new name why you would go to a name that previously has been rejected by or or offensive to some uh even if you have every intention to not offend anybody right they had every intention that redskins was not offensive that it was meant to honor why would you go to warriors which again has previously been documented to offend some maybe not a lot but some why would you go down that rabbit hole again that's what i don't uh quite understand if if ultimately that's the name uh that they choose um because there's a difference right in not being afraid of confrontation and seeking confrontation right like i've always said i've always told people i'm not afraid of confrontation but i'm also not a guy that's gonna go out there and seek out confrontation you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. so again if you can kind of see it coming 
you know, it's like, why would you ram your car into the deer if you can see it crossing the road? Yeah, like, you right. know what I mean? So I, so I definitely see where that's coming from. And, and that's, that's part of that conversation that, you know, again, I'm not, you know, a native American. I don't, I actually, I honestly only know one person who is, and that individual never had a problem with the, the team name in the first place. You know what I mean? So that just kind of shows you the differences in the world. But yeah, I mean, from a business standpoint, you could definitely understand why a franchise like this one would probably go a completely different way, which is why I think you see some of the militaristic things kind of coming into it and everything else. It's going to be a, a really interesting next year. I can tell you that much. And it's, uh, it, it creates so much buzz. All right. So hopefully Ron Rivera and his family are enjoying a uh, little uh, time out of the office as the team gets ready for the draft. And we get ready to tell you about our friends at rock auto. That's right. Rockauto.com is your one-stop shop without actually having to go shopping outside of your home. That's right, you could do it from your couch. You can do it from your kitchen table. You can do it from your bed, wherever you want. Uh, you can go to rockauto.com, fire it up, and whatever part for your car or truck you need, they're going to get it to you and they're gonna get it to you at a great price. That's right, they're not gonna treat you any different uh, and certainly no worse than the local mechanic down the street. Why? Because they're not loyal to that local mechanic. They're loyal to you. They wanna make the customer service experience as good as they possibly can by giving you the best prices and getting you, again, exactly the part that you need. And if you need to get something in, they'll find it for you. And whether you have a uh, foreign or domestic, an old or new, whatever you need for your car or truck, rockauto.com is going to get it. Again, chain stores have the big overhead that rockauto.com doesn't have, so they can pass those savings on to you in terms of cost. Go to rockauto.com, and when you go to rockauto.com to see all the parts available for your car or truck, make sure you write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box, so they know we send you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft starting April 29th through May 1st.
All right, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. As David mentioned at the top of the show, you can always follow him on Twitter at dharrison82. That's at dharrison82. You can follow me at russellmania621. And just as importantly, you can follow the podcast at Locked WFT Pod at Locked WFT Pod. Of course, James um, Yarko and David Harrison on the Locked On Bucks podcast. Bucks nation.com uh david covering the super bowl champions who come to fedex field this year uh once again like they did in the playoff game and you can follow me uh on the team 980 with pete medhurst monday through friday three to seven all right david let's get to uh this uh i i i was just kind of like looking for something that you know we hadn't discussed necessarily i mean there's always you know need best player available uh, and then names and what have you. If I asked you what the organization's true number one need, no player names, position, or maybe it's something else besides on the field. If I asked you for the organization's true number one need to be successful long-term, it is what, in your opinion? Uh, I think it's linebacker and across the board, outside and inside. Um, and, and I say that because I've, I've got this kind of theory about football, right? And I think that uh, to be a competitive team in a, in a given season, you either have to have a killer at the quarterback position or you have to have a killer defense. You have to have one or the other. And if you look kind of back through the ages of you know NFL Super Bowl champions, they tend to have one or the other, or you have a player or you, or you have a team rather that has, you know, like a Nick Foles who kind of goes on a killer quarterback run. I mean, it was only lasted for a short period of time, but it is what it is. You even look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. I mean, Tom Brady, you know, was great. Don't get me wrong. And he was, he was, he was much improved in, in turnovers and all that stuff than what the Buccaneers have had in the past. But really it was that defense down the stretch that really kind of sealed it for the Buccaneers, not just in the Super Bowl, but also in playoff games. So they had that killer defense, Patrick Mahomes, a killer quarterback for the chiefs a year prior, so on and so forth. Um, so when I look at the Washington football team, are you closer to having a killer quarterback or are you closer to having a killer defense? I think you're much closer in this year's form and in this year's draft class to having a killer defense. So to me, that's where I would focus number one. And when I look at the defense, the weaknesses in the middle at the linebacker position, no offense uh, to Cole Holcomb, John Bostic, Kaliki Hudson, all those guys, but really most of those guys they're number twos at best on a lot of NFL teams. Uh, PFF ranked them 24th coming into last season, and the linebacker group is actually degraded this offseason with the loss of some of the players, and then you look at the age of some of the players that are remaining. So that's where I think you have to get better first. You know, it's interesting you brought up the Bucs, uh, and obviously I know you cover them, but, I mean, everybody should remember this, right? Washington was able to move the football against the Bucks defense, but they were playing without Vita Bay and Devin White, right? As soon as they got Devin White back, and sure, it helped to have Vita Bay back, but as soon as they got Devin White back, and now they're able to keep their core uh, and retain guys and get, you know, grow, they have two studs at linebacker, presumably moving forward, right? Uh, and, and, and that kind of feeds into your thing is we know how good this defensive line can be. Def- uh, secondary at corner certainly bolstered, you would think, with William Jackson the third. Safety is a little bit of a question, as we discussed the other day, but linebacker is a real weakness. So uh, I like that plan of attack. Um, one other thing that I wanted to kind of throw out at you uh, here that, that that came up on, on Wednesday was Samus Reyes, uh, the new tight end. He's going to wear number 80. 
the uniform number 80. Now, I don't get into uniform numbers all that much. Uh, what was interesting to me is they put him in the locker room, like in the center of the locker room kind of area, meaning he does not have his own cubicle lining the outside wall, which generally is not a great sign. Now, he could get that if he makes the team, but does that tell you anything that – they didn't give him, I, I guess, a premium locker space. And I know you haven't specifically been in the locker room, but if you can understand where I'm coming from, like all the players that are pretty much assured of being on the team are on the outside and the players that are kind of like shaky or their, their status is up in the air are kind of on the inside, if that makes sense. Yeah, it means you're a bubble guy, you know, and, and I don't know about every NFL team. I know, uh, you know, the, the locker rooms I have seen or have been a part of during training camps, especially that's essentially what it means. Like you're the guy that has a temporary locker, like when the regular season starts and when the full roster is put in place, those things move out. And I assume Washington football team's locker room is going to be the same. Those things will move out as they trim the roster down and then the lockers that are kind of always in place throughout the year because they're part of the fixture of the, of the locker room will be filled by the players that make the active roster and they'll, you know, they'll flip and, and they'll change as players come and go. Um, yeah, it just, it just kind of shows you like if you're, if you're a journalist and you're in the locker room uh, during the beginning part of training camp and you're looking to write a bubble player piece, you literally go to the middle of the room and you write down every name of a guy that has a temporary locker. Those are your bubble guys. And that's what Samus Reyes is. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a surprise to him. It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody else. He's a bubble guy. He's a, he's a project. He's, you know, some people call it an experiment, whatever you want to call it. Um, he's he's uh, never played uh, organized football, you know, at, at a level that would, would make you think he's going to be a success, but he has all the athletic tools, which is why he's in, uh, in with the team, why he's going to get a chance to get some coaching, probably land on the practice squad and see what they can make out of him. Uh, as far as the jersey number is concerned, I, yeah, unless there's like a meaning for it for him, then there's really not a meaning of it for me. So the jersey number isn't going to move me unless it's, you know, motivation for him. Yeah, so many people get into jersey numbers and jersey colors and all that stuff. And specifically, the NFL made an announcement on uh, Wednesday that they've changed the uniform number policy. Uh, defensive backs can now wear number one through 49. Uh, running backs, fullbacks, tight ends, H-backs, and wide receivers, one through 49, uh, along with the defensive backs in 80 through 89. We were just talking about tight end um, Samus Reyes wearing number 80. Uh, offensive linemen, 50 through 79 a defensive lineman the same 50 through 79 and 90 through 99 which is their traditional and linebackers can wear one through 59 and 90 through 99 now I, look again it means a whole lot of nothing to me but i know d'angelo hall who was number 23 in the nfl and certainly in his time here with the washington football team he would always practice with the uniform jersey number two why because it meant something to him does this mean anything it all to you i mean it means exactly that you know that it's gonna it does something for the players and it kind of allows them to stay attached to maybe their collegiate number you know something like that so if you're wearing number uh not, i think travis i think travis etienne wears number nine at clemson and perhaps there's some there's some meaning behind it so he can potentially wear number nine uh in the nfl as well and you know i'm happy for those guys for me what it means is it's now going to be a little bit harder to identify the players because you know i've i've been I've been watching the NFL for so long, and if, if I see a number in the 40s for defense and you're looking at a safety or a, or a defensive back at least, you know what I mean? Um, I, I go back to my days. I worked with PFF for a fairly short amount of time, but I did a lot of evaluating film, and I mean, 
when you when you see six guys on the line of scrimmage and one of them is wearing number two, that literally means nothing. That dude could be a D tackle, D end, linebacker, safety, corner. It could be a quarterback in there on a trick play or something. I, you know, jersey numbers essentially mean nothing in college as far as an evaluation and analysis standpoint. So that's kind of where we're going towards the NFL. I'm I'm kind of I have a little bit of a get off my grass feeling about this where I'm like you know I don't want to change it or whatever but it, it really doesn't bother me in any way shape or form it's just one more thing to get used to as we're watching the games all right that's David Harrison I'm Chris Russell we're coming back for one final dance and what we're gonna do is in our last segment go over what the Washington football team is looking at linebacker that's right we've been doing our three positional our three target positional previews we'll explain a little bit more and I think we have some matching names to do that and whatever else we can fit in right here on the locked on Washington football team podcast and we're going to do that today. Thanks to our friends over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL draft is coming up, so there's plenty of prop bets. Basketball action is happening literally as we're recording. It's happening right now. Hockey is in season. Baseball is in season. Betonline.ag even has you covered for awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time update odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds you need. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. When you do and you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus to that deposit. Again, that's promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 is presented by Locked On and Odyssey, and it's happening right now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Ross Tucker, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Audio uh, Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C, why? And David, a little birdie told me that our pick is coming up in the Ultimate Mock Draft. Is that right? It is on today's episode of the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. You can hear who Chris and I picked for the Washington football team, and you can hear uh, all of the reaction analysis coming from a plethora of people. I mean, you are getting so many different angles of reaction analysis to, to the player that we pick and everybody else picks uh, as well. I think I feel good about our pick, and I think that everybody else is going to like our pick too. And honestly, Chris, I'm really hoping Michael Irvin has reacted to the Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles mm. picks so far. So I'm really hoping we get Michael Irvin reacting to our pick because I just I just would thoroughly enjoy hearing uh, the Dallas Cowboy great 
praising our Washington. What if he slams our pick? Would would that be okay? I I am in sync with Michael Irvin, and he's going to love our pick. Okay, all right. I like that. I like the. (laughs) Well, I guess I say he loved our pick. It's already recorded, Uh so it's it's not a future thing. It's it's definitely already happened. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what it is. I'm I'm definitely excited to listen to it myself Uh, again. That that episode dropping today, and then the rest of the picks uh, will come out later, and then the ones before us. On previous episodes. Okay, there you go. All right, it's time now for our linebacker positional preview. Uh, and uh, if you read between the lines, you might be hearing more uh, down the line on this particular area. And we've touched on linebacker, obviously, being, you know, that was your number one organizational need earlier in the show. So, David, what we've been doing is taking three guys that we feel and ranking them how they. Um, you know, can fit best into the Washington football team. And we've been doing a bunch of the positions as we've gone along over the last week. If you've missed safety, defensive line, running back, and tight end, we've covered those in previous episodes. They're all available for you wherever you download and wherever you listen to and subscribe to the Locked On Washington football team podcast. But today, we're going to double down on linebacker. Uh, As we mentioned, it was your number one organizational need. So I'm going to ask you for your number one linebacker. And, And by the way, we're doing my Mike and weak um, and strong or, or will and Sam uh, all together. We're not separating the positions. Yeah, absolutely. My number one guy on this list is Michael Parsons, a linebacker out of Penn state. And I know there's some character concerns and some, and, and, and some things in his past that might actually make him, you know, slide down the boards a little bit. And uh, honestly, if, if that were to happen, then I think it would be, it would benefit the Washington football team. Of course, uh, the assumption being that Ron Rivera and, and whoever else wanted to talk to this young man, had the opportunity to talk to him. I've heard him talk about his past, what what is what transpired, and kind of how it's led him down uh, his path as he's continued to mature. I like the way he attacked. I like the way he addressed. He didn't make any excuses. Didn't try to avoid it. Pass it off to anybody else. He accepted. He admitted. He said, "Listen, I was young. It doesn't excuse. It doesn't make it right. But it just it's just the circumstances I was in. I've learned from it. I'm a different person. And listen, it, it, there hasn't been another transgression that we know of since then." Uh, so that's extremely important as well. And the talent leaps off the field. And you have a guy who can come in, start day one, I think, honestly, as your inside linebacker if you really want him to. But at the same time, uh, I really like his NFL draft profile because there's an area scout for the AF, for, in an a, for an AFC team being quoted in it as saying, quote, I play him at will, 4-3 weak side linebacker, on early downs and then send him off the edge or in exotic looks on rush downs. I want to see just a little more aggression from him, though, end quote. So, I mean, it kind of shows the versatility of, that he played, he, you really can slot him wherever you want. And if you're the Washington football team, drafting Michael Parsons gives you a day one starter, but it still leaves you flexible to address the rest of your defense or linebacker crew if you want to, and then figure out where to put Micah after your your roster is fleshed out. Yeah, and I'm with you. I want somebody that has the ability to play Will right away, but can eventually convert into Mike. So that's why I'm going to go with Micah Parsons as my number one guy as well. Again, a little concerned about the character issues uh, and the past and the immaturity. You never know if you completely clean that up. Washington got burned really bad by Darius Geis. Um, and, and, and listen, everybody is different just because a guy has some issues doesn't mean everybody's going to regress and do really bad things, uh, like guys apparently, uh, turned out to do. So we should just point that out and give Micah Parsons, 
uh, a chance. So both of us agree there. For number two, for me, I'm going to go Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa. Uh, what I like about him is how good he is in coverage, how athletic he is for a big man. He's a thumper, about 255 or so, roughly. Uh, and I think eventually he's that, again, guy that can eventually replace John Bostic in the middle, maybe in you know late November or December uh, of this upcoming year, and be your Mike linebacker for the future, assuming that he is picking up the system and the terminology and the calls and all of that. And if not, he can be a starter and really good for you in pass coverage. Yeah, absolutely. Zayvon Collins, definitely a high prospect. My number two guy is Notre Dame linebacker, Jeremiah Wusu-Kormo. We've talked about him on the show. Plenty of people have heard about it. He's been mock drafted to the Washington football team uh, several times as well. And he could actually end up landing with the Washington football team pick 19, potentially when this thing fires off for real next weekend and again addressing that linebacker group you get another day one starter a guy who's got some versatility uh, but really he's he's a little bit less versatile than I think a Micah Parsons is but still has a little bit of versatility still has some room to grow but I like his his potential for explosiveness uh, for this team and I like the impact that he can potentially make for the Washington football team defense yeah and for number three you're gonna go with oh my number three guy is uh, North Carolina linebacker Chaz Surratt former quarterback turned linebacker and this is a guy uh, that I honestly didn't know a lot about uh, before I went to Mobile Alabama for the 2021 recent senior bowl but coming out of the senior bowl uh, he you can tell he loves the ball he loves the practice he loves to train yep. he loves to be coached he loves to encourage teammates uh, the guy just has fun out there maybe not as much fun as Frank Darby the wide receiver out of ASU Arizona State University has uh, Frank Darby definitely the most entertaining player on the practice field out there uh, but Chaz Surratt showed a lot of versatility himself, a lot of that intelligence that comes with being a quarterback to diagnose plays and to, and to read the field. And he's really just getting started. He's a very raw prospect. I don't think he's the guy, you know, he is a, he is a prospect. He's not going to be a day one guy, but he's a prospect you draft. And maybe he doesn't start right away in his rookie season. Maybe it takes him, you know, until midway or maybe even year two because he needs a little bit more tutelage, a little bit more experience as a linebacker. But when he gets when he gets going and if, if he gets the right coaching, he's got a lot of talent and a lot of ceilings still left to reach. And I think he could end up being a really strong mainstay for that Washington football team defense for years to come. All right, so you went a little bit deeper on the board with Surratt, understandable. I'm just going to leave it one, two, three as guys that I think are going to go in the first round because I think it's such an important need. And I absolutely agree with you. It's the top on field football need. Uh, certainly for the Washington football team. So I'm going to go number three, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, the linebacker from Notre Dame. Like you said, I do worry a little bit about his size. I do worry a little bit about him being able to hold up, you know, against the behemoths that play, uh, you know, on the offensive line and whether a 320-pound uh, guard is going to be able to engulf him. But he, everything that I've seen from him out of JOK is, you know, he seems to have a pretty good knack for using his athleticism, his athleticism and his speed to not only close the gap, David, but also to get around the fact that, you know, he's a little bit light in the pants. And sometimes it's about angles and sometimes it's about instincts and sometimes it's about knowing how to get around a block or how to get to the ball carrier or how to find the ball in space. And remember, this is a passing league more than it's necessarily a running league at this point. And it's also a passing to the running backs type of league and to tight ends and guys that he's going to be able to keep up with athletically and maybe be able to run to in space on a diagonal, on a straight line in the flat, on wheel routes, that type of thing. So I'll go with JOK, Jeremiah Usu koromoa as my number three. 
All right, and that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Thanks again for you guys for listening, subscribing, downloading, and sharing, and all that good stuff. We appreciate you as always. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.